men may congratulate themselves for writing truly and passionately about the movements of nations. They may consider war and the search for God to be great literature's only subjects. But if men's standing in the world could be toppled by an ill-advised choice of hat, English literature would be dramatically changed. Virginia Woolf Emily Bobo is the author of Fugue, published by Lost Horse Press, and is an associate professor of English at Ivy Tech Community College. Emily believes in the transformative power of writing to build community and to voice the individual. She treasures her students and their stories. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Emily, what poems have you brought for us today? Excerpts from Postcards from Fairyland. Confessions of a Third Wave Feminist 1. Picture of Wolf in a Bad Hat A table of drying permanent press, three burnt bulbs and me, folding laundry in the dark. In Columbus, Ohio, a woman with broken English found me, cried, Oh my God, you his wife, and petted my arm, then took my seat. And whatever happened to Britomart? After she found her knight, mended his ego, managed his kingdom. He pursued truth and glory. She did laundry. No one would mistake Brit for Sir for anything other than Mrs. again. And maybe I want them to call me Doctor, Ph.D., so they can't call me wife. In Columbus, a friend and fellow Mrs., joking, introduced me as Trophy. Who's laughing? I am the ring-bearer, and I begin to understand it will take my life. Knights choose armor because it's lance-resistant and dry-clean only. Two, chorus. So, a girl saw a boy in a magic mirror. She fell in love. It's an old story. Here's the twist. Our girl refused to wait for art to save her. She wanted to be the savior. Speculate, if you want. Maybe she didn't really believe a girl could be saved. Maybe she wanted her own magic lance. We do know she taught herself to fight. We know she killed this bad guy and that bad girl. We know our Brit was a fine knight. And we know, ultimately, her arms, though strong enough to nurture and save, were not enough to win his heart. Five. Picture of a lone, weather-beaten house on the grieving prairie. I washed mother's hair in the kitchen over the sink because I could not hold her cancer in my hand. Paint peeled among panes, separating these moving portraits. Windmill, horses, pond, barren ground. From the house stepfather built on grandfather's land, I could look out on all her darling's snuffling snow. She said, guilt, not love, holds you to me. As if guilt could guide one's hands into another's cracks with soap, washcloth, and warm water, or gather these wet strands strangling the drain as though they weren't all really broken promises mother or daughter love like glue requires the boiling of bones the melting of hooves 
that stamp the sun into evening. Six, chorus. Our hero, the Red Cross Knight, was just another dumb bloke who mistook a fornicating spirit for his true love, Una, because he had not known her beyond the color and weight of her long, blonde hair. It happens. We've all been deceived by a Saracen. It helped, of course, that he wasn't too bright and was prone to jealousy and mistrust, but then lust or guilt in the right wig can look a lot like love. You've been listening to the poems of Emily Bobo on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. You can visit The Poet's Weave online at wfiu.org slash poetsweave.